Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome back to the Everything New York Giants podcast with New York Giants fangirl. I'm Adriana, and today we're going to recap the brutal, brutal loss to the Saints. 24-6, the Giants are officially out of playoff contention. It is their ninth losing season out of the last 11. So... Tough go for the Giants again. Honestly, guys, like, I, I know I normally go through the stats. I'm looking at the stats. We don't care about the stats, okay? After that loss, they couldn't score a touchdown. It was like the Raiders game all over again. The defense was horrific. They had one sack, Jason Pinnock, Aziz, Ghost, Kayvon. Had a few tackles, I'm sure, but didn't really do anything else. Um... Speaking of Jason Pinnock, he led the team in tackles with eight of them. Um, one sack, one tackle for loss. So someone on the defense played well. The rest of them, not so much. Just a tough game all around. From an offensive perspective, I mean, I, I don't know what happened with the offensive line. And I know it's, it's frustrating for all of us, I am so sick and tired of talking about this godforsaken offensive line. There are two decent, okay, two good players on the offensive line, Andrew Thomas and Tyree Phillips. And Tyree Phillips absolutely has to be back next year. Well, I think we all know that. Um, but you've got two vets, okay? in the guard position. And John Michael Schmitz is a rookie. He's had some good games. He's had so not some good games. I get it. You know, with rookies, they're learning. I give them a chance to learn, okay? But this is not the Cowboys defensive line we're talking about. It's not the Niners defensive line, and it's not the Eagles or any of the top five or top 10 defensive lines in the league. They made the Saints defensive line look like the Niners or any other amazing defensive line. And I just, I don't understand the regressions that they have. And I get it, okay? And I said this last night as I'm watching, or yesterday afternoon, as I'm watching the game, okay? The Saints defense is one of the better defenses that they have played in the last five weeks or so, okay? Probably since going against the Jets and the Bills and the Dolphins and the Cowboys. So the last three weeks, fine, you're talking about playing defenses who aren't as good and, you know, the Packers got no sacks. And then you play the Saints, and they had seven sacks on DeVito. Seven sacks, okay? They were going into this game with 23 on the season. 23. And they get seven in one game. So the regressions that the team is having, the frustration that I know happens to all of us as you're watching the game is, you know, you're watching the offense and you're saying, okay, the offensive line is not doing their job, and it's a complete ripple, ripple effect. The offensive line can't do their job, which means we have no run game. We had 60 rushing yards yesterday against a team that is ranked number 26 in the NFL at, at the rush, at stopping the run, okay? 26. And we had 60 rushing yards? 60! We had more against the Packers, who are better. 
just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand how they made zero halftime adjustments, how they come out in the second half and they do the exact same shit and nothing looks any different. It's so frustrating. I just... Like, I literally cannot comprehend how we saw the team that we saw for three weeks in a row. And like I said, I understand that they played shitty defenses. I understand that, okay? And we won the games by very close margins. But we figured out ways to win, and they made adjustments. And when things were going well, they stuck with the things that were going well. And when things were not going well, they made changes. What did they do yesterday? Nothing. Mike Kafka... I was losing my shit on Instagram Live. For those of you who joined me, you know. This is what I talk about. What This is a perfect example of when they say they didn't make adjustments, okay? okay? In the first half, they get some sort of bullshit penalty, probably then a sack. It's third and 18. Now, Part of me feels like maybe DeVito just needed to get the ball out of his hands because he had pressure in his face. He had pressure in his face a lot of the game. So I understand some of the decisions that he made. Again, he's young. He's learning. He made some poor decisions. Luckily, he did not turn the ball over. But the intentional grounding, the um, not getting rid of the ball fast enough, like I, I get it. He's having the same issues that Daniel Jones had because they have zero fucking time to do anything. Okay. So when you guys come at me in the comments and say shit like, oh, Caleb Williams is going to solve our problems, newsflash, he's not. Will having a better quarterback make that easier? Maybe. Will it not? Also maybe, okay? Whoever the quarterback is, when you have zero seconds to make a decision and get the ball out of your hands, I don't care if you're God's earth to this, God's green gift to this earth, okay? It doesn't solve things. Have you watched the Cowboys? Dak is filing his fucking taxes back there. He's got all day and then some to do whatever he wants. And that's why the Cowboys, one of the reasons why the Cowboys are as good as they are. The same thing with Jalen Hurts. They have an amazing offensive line, okay? Everyone want to talk shit about how Jalen Hurts is not the same this year, how Dak Prescott is garbage. I'm right there with them. I have said the same things. I will continue to say the same things until I'm proven otherwise, okay? But when you have all day and your receivers get open, you can do whatever the hell you want. And we can't do that. Anyway, I got off on my tangent. We're going back to my Kafka because on third and 18, why are you dumping the ball off two yards to Saquon to then run? When up until this point in the game, you have had zero success running the ball, okay? Zero success. But fine, you try the dump off, Tommy gets the ball out of his hands quickly. All right, it's now third and fourth and 14. Great, okay. Punt the ball away. Then explain to me why, maybe it was the third quarter, I don't know. It wasn't that much further away. Let's just say that, okay? The Giants get the ball back. They get another bullshit penalty. And again, it's second and 18. Again, okay? This time it's second down, not third. They ran the exact same play call to a T. A dump off pass to Saquon, and he's expected to run 14 yards when they have had, at this point in the game, maybe 20 yards rushing. 
And you think that's going to work, but it gets worse. It gets worse because then they got a whopping four yards. Okay. And now it's third and 14 and he did the same fucking thing again for a third time. And what I don't understand is why Dable, who supposedly is allowed to say yes or no and jump in there and say, don't do this. I don't like that play call. Do something else. Why are you not jumping in there and changing the play call? Did you, like, did you honestly look at that situation and say, this is going to give us the best chance to convert the down? Really? That's what you thought was best? <laughs> I can't. It's, it's insanity. It's doing the same shit over and over again and getting the same shitty results. Okay. And like I said, I understand that the way the game was going yesterday, Kafka was limited. I get it. We have all seen it. Okay. It was a replay of exactly what we saw the first, what, nine games of the season, the first 10 games of the season where the offensive line doesn't do anything. So therefore they can't run the ball. They can't pass the ball. The play calling sucks. And the whole offense is a disaster okay I I understand that but doing nothing and not trying to make changes instead of doing the same thing is not helping it's not helping I just think that there has to have been something they could have done something they could have done differently okay and there's a lot of blame to go around, okay? It's everyone. It's the fact that the offensive line is still garbage. It's the fact that we have no run game. It's the fact that receivers can't get open, and then when they do get open, they drop the goddamn ball, okay? There were three drops early on, Darius Slayton doing Darius Slayton type shit. What, um, Hyatt, balls in his hands, drops it. And I'm pretty sure that Wandale, Wandale might have had a drop too. Slayton, eight targets, four receptions. Waller, six targets, four receptions. And Waller was like the only one who actually was a difference maker in the game, okay? Wandale, I apologize. He went four for four. Saquon, two for two. Belly, two for two. And Brita, two for three. I just... I just, I'm like, why am I watching the same thing over and over and again? And I went into the game feeling a little bit optimistic, but I just, I didn't expect it to go that way, obviously, okay? They had 190 yards passing and six whopping points to show for it. So with that said, let's go into the injuries briefly. Tommy DeVito leaves the game with a concussion. Tyrod comes in for a quick series. They end up going for the points there. I know fans were disappointed that they didn't go for the touchdown, but they didn't have the time. And the way that the game was going, I feel like they needed the points on the board. They went into halftime down by one point versus down by four. At that point, the game kind of felt like a slaughtering. Like, I felt like it should have been 20 to three because the way that our offense was going and the lack of stops that the defense was making, it was just like... This is going to be a very long game, and it's going to be a very ugly game at that. So um, I'm not mad that they went for the points there. They did what they had to do. Luckily, Tommy came back in the second half. He was good to go, cleared from concussion protocol. Someone who was not good to go was our kicker, um, Randy Bullock. A lot of people asked about Cade York. They did not elevate him for the practice squad. But um, Bullock, some sort of hamstring issue 
injury. And luckily, our punter, Jamie Gillen, um, who actually, all things considered, had a pretty good day yesterday, the punting, and he made the field goal. So, um, one person on special teams did their job. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Great. Good job. Um, and they didn't turn the ball over. So, you know, that's good. The defense... I just, I mean, I was talking about this on live that Ashawn Robinson looked like he was having a pretty good game. Um, missed some tackles, but made some pretty good stops here and there. He had the same amount of total tackles as Pinnock with eight. McFadden, six tackles. He had a tackle for loss. He was okay. But I just, the thing that frustrated me the most from a defensive perspective, okay? Olave was out. So I'm thinking, silly me. They're missing their best player on offense. So, you know, we're going to be able to make some stops here and there. Silly me. Um, do, they know, do they know who Alvin Kamara was? It seems like going into that game, they didn't know who he was and what he's capable of. Now... Olave has been the star of the show for the last few weeks, but with Olave gone, our run defense has not been very good. So the Saints do the smart thing and say, we're going to run the ball down their throats until they stop it. And what did we do? Not stop it. So that worked out well for us. I just, the Camara thing was driving me insane. I'm like, they are doing the same shit over and over and we still can't stop it. We cannot Stop it. Very frustrating. Wink doing the same thing over and over. Um, not playing more man-to-man. -man. I just... I don't know. Again, like, I, this, is, this is the thing that I will continue to gripe about is... Why are you not making changes on things that aren't working? Whether it's the offense, defense, or special teams. I don't give a shit what side of the ball it is. The offense, you can't convert with a dump-off pass. You couldn't even do it on first and 10. And you're going to try and do it on third and 18? And the defense, you can't stop the run, but let's just keep doing the same thing and not stop the run and not make any changes? It's infuriating. It's really infuriating. And, you know, all all the excitement and the good energy that we had with Tommy DeVito just goes out the window. And look, it's not his fault. Like I said, there's a lot of blame to go around. He, you know, made some mistakes on his end, too. But at the end of the day, I just think with that kind of offensive line and, you know, no run game and receivers, you know, are dropping passes left and right. Like, why, when we had that huge gain from Darren Waller, why did we never see that again for the rest of the game? Why? You had one thing, one thing going for you that worked. Was he really double teamed the entire game? From what I could see, he wasn't. It's just frustrating. I, you know, I would have been, I think we all could say that if they kept the game close and we lost by a last minute field goal, we all could have said, all right, well, at least the offense moved the ball. They scored touchdowns. You know, DeVito didn't turn the ball over. He looked good. You know, the defense made plays when they had to. Nothing. I mean, going into this week, the defense was one of the top teams in the league for turnovers. Derek Carr... 
is not a top five quarterback, okay? It was, it was like the Raiders game all over again. You're watching a mediocre team being made to look like they are one of the best in the NFL because we are so bad that we can't do anything to stop it. Nothing. Can't do anything. So that's all I have to say. I, I, I just am very frustrated. You know, uh, again, like I would have rather they kept it close. I would have felt better that this team was not having the regression that they did in the beginning part of the year. And I didn't expect them to go on this, you know, whatever, six-game win streak. I know the Eagles game is going to be hard. You know, I watched the Rams-Ravens game. I'm like, that game's going to be really hard. But the Saints was a winnable game. There's no reason why it should have been as much of a blowout as it was. There's just no excuse. And, you know, when everyone fails to do their job, this is what happens. But it's just frustrating because a lot of the games you felt like, you know, all right, if the offense goes three and out, we can trust the defense to make a stop here. And then when the offense gets the ball back, maybe they're going to get some momentum going because they're picking up from what the defense is doing. And it was like that, you know, the last few games, a lot of them have been back and forth like that. And the defense made stops when we needed them to. And, you know, yesterday there was just no cohesive play across the board. It, no one seems like they were helping each other out. And I don't know what the answer to that is. You know, obviously we can talk till we're blue in the face about fixing the O-line will make big, um, will have big implications on the offense. And that's a fact, but it's not happening this year. So at this point in the season, you know, I'm going to keep doing the post games and then we'll start talking about the draft. But you know, Savito's going to start against the Eagles. I don't know if Bullock is going to be back. If he's not, they're going to bring Katie York, York up. Um, it seems like everyone else made it out of the game healthy, which is, you know, a plus sign. Knock on wood. That's good. That's a highlight, you know, a silver lining. So um, outside of that, the, the playoff dream is gone. The only thing I want to see from this team moving forward is – people to do their job um like I don't I don't need them to beat the Eagles um maybe I'll dye my hair blue if they do because it seems like such a foreign concept but I just I want to see the improvement back and I want to see the life back in the team and I want to see them act like they care a little bit um it's and Maybe that's not fair because I know guys like Saquon care. No one cares more than Saquon does. Um, I I am sure that I could say that for probably most, if not all, of the players on the team. But I just to watch them repeatedly get beat and beat again, and especially the offensive line, like for Pew and and Bredesen to just play as bad as they were and Schmitz I'm just like can someone just 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 fight for it like make it look like you're trying like it it looks like they just did not know what they were doing out there like they've never played offensive line before and I don't know I don't know what the answer is I don't know how they fix it I don't think they're gonna do anything crazy like fire Bobby Johnson at this point in the season I know fans would love to see that but realistically there's three games left 
the assistant offensive line coach I don't think is going to come in here and all of a sudden make these guys better. You know, they're they're going against a tough defensive line on Christmas. So um, we'll see how it goes. I I don't know. I just I, I want to see some life brought back into the team. One thing I will say that was a plus we can end it on this is after that hit to DeVito, where his head got smacked into the turf and they didn't call a penalty on it, um, I liked that guy stuck up for him and fought for him with the Saints players. And I don't condone fighting. Obviously, we don't need to get more penalties. We're a team that is not good enough to outplay our mistakes like that. But I did like to see the fire in them and say, like, you know, you're not going to get away with that. But I also have a problem with that because I'm like, you guys let him get sacked seven times, okay? You let him get sacked seven times. I get you. You can say the hit was dirty and, and that's why they fought and whatever. But, like, I want to see you fight for him every single snap when he's on the field and he's getting murdered by defensive linemen because you guys aren't, aren't doing your job. And look, these the offensive linemen that we have outside of Andrew Thomas, like they're not pro bowlers. They're not all pros. I get it. I don't expect them to be all pros. I expect them to not let whoever the quarterback is get sacked as many times as these quarterbacks have been sacked this season. That's all I expect from them. It's like special teams. Like I, I don't expect you to like block punts and stuff. I expect you to like maybe kick it inside the 20 yard line, you know, maybe not have a touchback every time, maybe not uh, touch their kicker and get penalties, you know, like, I, I don't have a lot of high expectations here. Um, I just thought maybe we were going to keep it close against the Saints. So expectations were that was too high, I guess. Um, so I don't know, I, I just want to see a bounce back in some capacity. Like I said, the Eagles is not going to be an easy game, but the Eagles have also not looked great lately. So Maybe we can use that to our advantage. Maybe if they have a good week of practice this week, we're going to see it on the field on Monday. So that's all I got for you guys. Um, it is what it is at this point in the season. Uh, the next podcast will be after Christmas. So for those of you who celebrate, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to everyone who has been celebrating. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. I hope whatever happens on Christmas um, does not ruin your Christmas. Don't let it. Don't let it. It's not worth it. Um, I might not even watch. We'll see how things go. But I will probably watch because I'm a masochist. But anyway, um, enjoy your holidays. Enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy the time with family. I hope you get time off work. Enjoy good food and some downtime. And like I said, do not under any circumstances let this Giants team ruin that. There's always next year. It's almost 2024 and New Year's coming, okay? So thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review. I will be back next week with an Eagles recap that I know you guys are just going to be absolutely dying to listen to. So I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.